Café Anyway. Mike's Daily Podcast. Here we are. FF episode 2585. 2585 it is. Mike's Daily Podcast at Cafe Anyway somewhere. Mike's Daily Podcast. In Podcastro Valley. Hey, we are in a good mood despite the traffic that wasn't so good. But we got here to Podcastro Valley to Cafe Anyway and it's Time to rally like the stock market did. Well, I don't know if it did it today, but it was Mike's Daily Podcast. At Cafe Anyway, one of those days where lots of people show up and they hang out and they podcast. Mike's and they have a great time. Daily. And we'll talk to podcast. some Cafe Anyway characters. Yeah. In a little bit, we broke up into little discussion groups discussing the last podcast picture, which was of an interesting rock. In the hills above Podcastro Valley. Oh, you won't believe what today's podcast picture is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Excitement. Too much. You're out of touch. I'm out of time. So yes, we are we are really. Come on. Don't even debate it. We are out of a drought. Out of the drought. Out of the drought. Because the sky was a spout Dumping water on us non-stop Pretty much Some days And we got so much snow up in the mountains So just stop with the hole Oh Oh no it's <sighs> We're still in a drought No Those Californians need to move the heck out of here There are a couple other Californians I'd like to see leave But that's not going to happen <laughs> Because we don't do that here in California. You come here and you you be annoying and you have your strange causes that you believe in, that you stand up for. Oh, did you hear about the former president today? Yes. And here's today's podcast picture. That happened today. I'm not going to go into it because you've heard it ad infinitum. But yes. That happened today, a couple hours ago. The podcast picture today, I took two years ago at the Albany Bulb. The Albany Bulb. A little bit north of Berkeley. And I was with my lovely lady friend. And we were still wearing masks, even outside on a windy day. Oh, you can sure catch COVID that way. With all the airflow, those little molecules, they'll smash right into your face. So wear a mask out there. Just ridiculous. I still see people in their cars, driving on an open road with the wind blowing. Basil the Boxer, he says, don't do this anymore, please. Now you're just being paranoid. Stop with the paranoia. Come on. Nobody thinks through the physics of water droplets or whatever. So... Cafe whatever I'm not a doctor So whatever Cafe anyway But that was the late Great Basil the Boxer He Unfortunately Passed away Before I could take The picture That you saw there At Mike'sDailyPodcast.com But He Went with me Oh did we ever go To the Albany Bulb He and I In his younger days We We didn't go out This far If you go out All the way to the end You see a beautiful view Of the Golden Gate Bridge And the sunset if you're there at that time of day Which we were Which you see in the picture But yes 
I lost Basil He he had a thing called Degenerative myelopathy Which unfortunately Strikes a lot of dogs That are boxers And so I lost him In 2020 Not a good year for me 2022 is not a good year The even year is not so good I'm hoping for a better year today I mean this year And today For you as well I hope Not such a good day for Trump But we won't go into that today We'll talk instead about How the banking crisis seems to be over And a lot of people are happy about that Regional banks Their stocks rose broadly In the past couple of days And yes I have a beard And that's that noise Sorry Pending home sales Squeezed out a tiny gain Of just 0.8% Not even a full point I mean uh, 1% In February I'm hearing outside a cafe anyway The local bus Making its beep beep noise Because it decided that it would stop in front of my house Which it's not supposed to do It's supposed to stop down the street Ugh One of the annoying things in cafe anyway world in Podcaster Valley, buses seem to do whatever they want. What was that? Oh, so it didn't get a full 1% in February, but got kind of close. Mortgage rates jumped to just over 7%. So there was a tiny gain in sales of homes. Were they getting over asking price? That was not mentioned in this, but yes, we were talking about in a recent podcast how. If you have a house, if you were trying to sell a house somewhere in like Atlanta or in Florida, you could probably get a good price for your house. But elsewhere, like the Bay Area, not so much. 45% of parents with a child over 18 provide them with at least some financial support from groceries to cell phone plans to insurance. On average, These parents are spending more than $1,400 a month Helping their adult children make ends meet Well I can see 18, 19, 20 But not much further than that I don't know how far up in the age scale Or just saying age 18 But there you go FDA approves over-the-counter sales of life-saving opioid overdose treatment The Narcan nasal spray FDA's decision means people will be able to buy The 4 milligram nasal spray in supermarkets, gas stations, convenience stores, and vending machines This was not available before Tesla is being investigated after reports of seatbelts disconnected on their own As we go outside a cafe anyway, we'll be bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth on my way. Anyway. Home today in a horrible traffic jam. Just, it took almost an hour. And that's just not my, usually I'm 35 minutes. The front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated. The Bay Area. But I was behind a Tesla today. And just to show you how, I mean, Teslas haven't been around that long. And now it's gotten to the point that there are dirty Teslas. Used to be people, anybody who owned a Tesla took such good care of it. Oh, my little baby. I spent all my life savings on this car. 
I could have bought a house, but instead I bought this car. And I maybe bought a house if you were talking about a place where the, but yeah, they're expensive is what I'm saying. And so they clean it every day. It's their beauty. Now I saw, I'm seeing ones covered in dust where people are riding on the back windshield. Wash me. So I'm behind a Tesla today and I hate being behind Teslas because they're built so weird. They're not quite an SUV. They try to look like a cross between like one of those VW bugs or beetles or whatever. And a, but, but they're bigger and you can't see around them if you're in a little Honda. So I'm like, ah. But earlier this month, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration began investigating reports of the Model Y steering wheels falling off. And now they're being investigated after reports of seatbelt disconnecting on their own. Yikes, Elon. Come on. And Lucid is going to cut 18% of its workforce or 1,300 workers amid the signs of the fl- uh, demand for e electric vehicles is, I guess, dragging. The Lucid Motors The all-electric Lucid Air And Yes, they make uh, electric cars They have a nice logo And I guess they're in Newark So not too far from us here In the Bay Area Near Fremont Where you've got Tesla at So, yes Lucid electric cars Lucid motors And apparently They're laying off 1300 employees That will be 18% of its workforce cut In the upcoming weeks They're doing a restructuring plan Citing evolving business needs Oh I have another job cut story I'll tell you in just a second But the EV maker began production of the Air Sedan A year and a half ago With more expensive versions being produced first Lucid expected to produce 10,000 to 14,000 EVs in 2023 Amid continuing industry-wide component shortages Um, And now they're laying off These employees They say it's taking this action to reduce operating expenses While also citing productivity improvements since the start of production The automaker termed these cuts as being part of a restructuring plan And The In the luxury EV sedan Is That And that's probably what I was behind Was a luxury sedan of some kind Electric vehicle While their production numbers in 2022 Were certainly hampered by supply chain issues Industry watchers have also wondered Just how many buyers there could be Annually For six figure luxury electric sedans Even amid plans by Saudi Arabia To purchase 100,000 Lucid EVs Over a 10 year period Given a commitment this large, one would have expected Lucid to hire more workers in 2023 Instead of cutting almost a fifth of its entire workforce Uh, 
That according to Yaha News Yaha Yaha News uh, Yaha Yahoo News and Auto Week In other job cuts National Public Radio Has cut A lot of employees That includes people That make podcasts And you know who's sitting there And going ha 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 It would be the host of Mike's Daily Podcast And this is why There are just too many podcasts That NPR produces And you know that there's too many Because when you're trying to listen to them During the day Very often They are promoting Something that was already done on a podcast And they promote the podcast And there's all kinds of podcasts That you've probably never even listened to Or heard of NPR is trying to push them but it is very difficult to get a podcast off the ground I should know Or to get it listened to Or get it noticed And so there's a lot behind that NPR is also running into some other issues That have to do with the way they report The company that I work for Is sort of the anti-NPR But they had to let go 3% of their workforce yesterday so yours truly did not get let go But it is definitely rolling all throughout our industries It's now hit the radio industry The entertainment industry, the media Disney got hit, as you know So what are, pe- what are companies trying to do? Apple has been pushing a buy now, pay later plan They just launched that Allowing users loans for purchases Which is basically what you need to buy anything that Apple makes Really overpriced stuff Not a fan I don't like the way they don't allow you You gotta do it their way or no way at all To quote Loverboy It has never been an Uh, Easier to trick yourself into paying $250 for a pair of jeans Because Apple rolled out its buy now Pay later service This was I think yesterday Apple launched Apple pay later A buy now pay later feature That allows users to split purchases Into four payments Over the course of six weeks They plan to offer the feature To all eligible users In the next coming months Apple pay later has no fees And no interest And can be used and managed within wallet No fees, no interest Wait a minute That's the main problem I have with Pay now, pay later Apple Pay users will be able to Apply for Apple Pay later loans Of $50 to $1000 So Apple's getting into the Banking Banking world Where you would think people would not Want to get into the banking world Because of what happened With the banks recently Users can track and manage Apple Pay Later loans and wallet And they will receive a notification via the app and email Before the payments are due Klarna, Afterpay, and Affirm Have grown in popularity in recent years I don't use any of them But I guess that's a thing Apple has been playing the long game In its ultimate goal of replacing your leather wallet completely It's an interesting plan Will they be able to? Hmm In October of 2014 Nine 
years ago, just about when Apple Pay was first introduced, 3% of retailers in the U.S. used its contactless payment services. That has gone from 3% now to 85%, except Apple Pay. But not everybody wants an Apple phone because dumb phones are on the rise, not smartphones. Dumb phones may be falling out of fashion on a global scale, but it's a different story in the US. Yes, people are using more smartphones around the world, except for here. Nokia phones continue to sell millions of mobile devices similar to those used in the early 2000s. Remember when you had your Nokia phone? And it made that noise. Oh, I hated that sound. And some people, you know, you get the, you could buy like ringtones back then. The little, I had, okay, so I had one, a ringtone. My then wife bought me. It was Safety Dance <laughs> by Men Without Hats. So it just went like this. That's all it did That's not even the whole song Nowadays of course you can make anything a ringtone If you don't have an Apple phone Because Apple phone's like This is only what you could use for a ringtone man Because we're Apple dang it We have like a spaceship In the Bay Area That's where we work is in a special A feature phone Retains the This is called a feature phone It's a traditional flip or slide phone That have additional features like GPS or a hotspot They also retain the form factor of earlier generations of mobile telephones Typically with press button based inputs And small non-touch display Oh, non-touch displays so much fun. Everything's touch display now, but nope. These are old school. Press button based inputs. Some of a Gen Z's. Gen Zillennials. Gen Zers. They are uh, tired of the touch screens and they want this kind of thing. In 2022, almost 80% of feature phone sales in 2022 came from the Middle East, Africa, and India, but some see that number shifting as a small group of young people in the U.S. revert back to dumb or minimalist phones. Some people are seeing uh, penetration in the U.S. getting up to 5% in the next five years, a 5% increase based on public health concerns. Hmm. That was compiled by Rob Black. He knows a lot about money. He has a podcast called Rob Black and Your Money, and I produce it. Thank you, Rob. That was fascinating. Now, here is the thing about NPR. Somebody wrote this. Let me read it to you. Somebody wrote this as a commentary. Has NPR turned into not national public radio, but narrative public radio? They claimed this past weekend, that would tell me it's either morning edition or all things considered, that only limited scientific evidence exists for the physical advantages of males in sports competition. There's limited scientific evidence that exists for the physical advantages that males have in sport competitions. 
Okay. Now, what does that mean? If you broke that sentence down, it means that men do not have a physical advantage over women in sports competitions. And if you do say that, they do, well, you don't have anything to stand on. There's no scientific evidence. Now, I don't know what they are f- using as their um, uh, scale, as their measure unit of measurement for that. Look, there ain't no way yours truly will be able to beat anybody running. Men, women, anyone. I can't, I'm not a fast runner. And there's that uh, disclosure. But this is an interesting thing that, and whether NPR, whether you love NPR or not, there is a lot of young people on NPR. And I've mentioned this before. I listen to it a lot. And I just hear young people. Once upon a time, there were old, experienced, wizened. Yes, wizened. Love throwing that word out there. But people who had seen it, spent their whole lives in journalism, in radio. They were people you could really depend on. But you listen to NPR, it's all youngins. And it ain't just because yours truly is in his 50s. And that therefore... There's a bigger majority of folk than, than it used to be for myself. Used to be younger than everyone, but now I'm just about older than everyone. But still, you listen to NPR, it's a bunch of young, young, super young voices. And you can tell because they say right a lot. Right? And there's just that, that you, you've got that speak that's definitely millennial based. So we're talking people in their 20s and 30s Some Gen Zers I listened to a thing today About oh Some kind of rap controversy On NPR in the middle of the afternoon Some kind of news show And they're talking about a rap controversy And it was a rap podcast that they were promoting And it was at the end of that That I heard that NPR Is slashing jobs Has decided to let go a bunch of people So If there's any restructuring, I don't know. But it does seem, what that tells me is that they've been hiring just about anybody. Anybody who's young. I would think, the way I listen, when I hear, when I listen to NPR, it sounds to me like it's a very ageist company. That they don't really hire any young people, any young report, I mean, any older reporters. They got to be young. So... That's just what I have observed. But this commentator, who is not me, but I did find it interesting that he wrote this. And he wrote that there he works for hotair.com, by the way. So definitely a right-leaning website. But he says, their report attempted to cast a critical look at steps taken by the World Athletics Council to restrict access to women's competitions to biological females what they really offered what they really offered was clear look into narrative journalism and agenda driven news we have at least a century of data on sports competition that conclusively proves an advantage 
We keep separate records on such events and offer sex exclusive competition in sports based on the obvious biological advantages in strength, speed, and stamina in those records. All of this allows women meaningful opportunities to compete and excel in sports. Even a study, NPR quotes, shows that adult males maintain their advantage after two years of hormone treatments. Rather than report the truth about transgender athletes, NPR chose to lie about it in support to support their political agenda. It's shameful, destructive, and evidence of corruption in taxpayer-funded NPR. Yes, your taxes pay for NPR, which has always been an interesting fact. And it was set up that way because it was trying to promote arts and trying to promote a station that similar to England, where they have the BBC that is funded by the people. You are forced to in England. You have to pay for the BBC. You have to pay. I believe this is in Germany, too. So there is a certain amount that they give back that's more artistic, that's more just not the same stuff you would see. And NPR and PBS, of course, together, they are connected. There was a time when there was just such so much bad TV And TV is still awful, as I mentioned in my last podcast. TV, Hollywood in general, everything coming out of that is bad. And it needs to be, there needs to be something out there that isn't exactly of that world. And that's what NPR and PBS has attempted to do. But most days, instead of that, like if you turn on PBS, you're getting some kind of a fundraiser event. Because their money has been slashed quite a bit. But it is weird to think in this world where we do have to pay a lot of taxes. And I'm very, when I moved to California, something happened. I realized, hey, we really pay taxes here in California. Some states, not so bad. Here in California, you really notice you become tax aware because you're getting taxed on everything and getting taxed a lot. So something like, oh yeah, and by the way, Mike, you're getting taxed for NPR and PBS. Do you ever watch or listen to them? Well, I do, but does the average person? I don't know. Now, the local NPR radio station does rather well in the ratings. So there is that. I don't know if that's still the truth. I know I've things I've seen recently, they've done really well. But I didn't hear this whole story of which this guy is referring to. I just wanted to throw in there that there is what I've noticed on NPR, uh, a lack of, I, I just don't think they need the taxes. They need our tax money anymore. They, I can tell you that if you work in radio and you can get a job at an NPR station, you're going to make some bucks. They pay really well. But you gotta <laughs> got get hired if you're in your 50s because they only hire young folks, it sounds to me. Am I a little bit sour grapes? Yes, because in 2009, I attempted to get on an NPR station 
in Alabama, in Huntsville. And I went so far as I had lunch with the program director for that station. And he was very interested in having a show that was actually, it was called The Last Place on Earth, which is a precursor to Cafe Anyway. And it was going to be this theater of the mind type show where we would talk about some interesting stories, play some new music, that kind of thing. I had lunch with him at an Indian restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama. And that was the last I heard from him. I don't know if I offended him some way. I wasn't talking like I, I was very pro NPR at that time. I was all excited to do a show for him. I think I was going to do it for free. I wasn't going to get paid. And it never happened. So whatever. Cafe, whatever. Cafe anyway. There's that bit. So they're slashing jobs. Everyone's slashing jobs. And we're outside a cafe anyway. Look who's here, by the way, who still has a job. Hi, Mark. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? And I brought my horse, Nelly. He's got a job, too. <laughs> Hi, Nelly. Nice to see you. I'm hearing A-frame in the background <laughs> oh, here. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we don't want to hear from her yet. Okay, look who else is here. Uh, it's a disgruntled field player. Tell you what. What? Mark, I never heard you talk so anti-public radio before, Mark. Tell you what. What? I mean, what's all that about? Well, I mean, see, there's just... So, at UCSB, we had a radio station called KCSB. And that was funded by, I guess, part of our tuition. But then also people donated money to the station. They did fundraisers. Fun drives, donor drives, radio drives, money drives. They, they raise money is what I'm saying. And that's back when his very first job that he had and whom I got to know very briefly, Sean Hannity, that was the first job he had was at that radio station doing a talk state show similar to what he's doing now, but being that KCSB was run by college students and was by design slightly left-leaning. He didn't last there very long, but it was, I mean, it, that was my experience there was fun. <laughs> and I can now forever say I knew Sean Hannity way back when. I also happened to work at a radio station that he worked at for, uh, in the same building, but we were not there at the same time in Huntsville, Alabama, which from Huntsville, Alabama, he shot up to national fame in Atlanta, Georgia, working on the conservative talk radio station there. And then he got on Fox news and he's still there. Whereas yours truly, I think I ended up in Huntsville, Alabama for about a year. And then that was over thanks to job cuts or what do we call it now? It was a corporate-wide reduction. I think employment reduction. And I got swept up in that. But that was back in 2008. So, to sum it all up. Sour grapes. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. Oh, wait, no. I'm Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike. I think we got in the way of the brewmaster who was pouring you something to drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. Harrison, right now. 
Thank you. Wow. Yes. Oh. Yes, and that and does uh, sour grapes is in that, isn't it? Yeah, drink it right now. Cut you. Oh boy. Yes. So, what do you think about all of this? Am I reading too much into this NPR? Are there old people on that radio network? But I'm just not hearing them. Five one zero two two eight four six four zero. That's five one zero two two eight four six four zero. So. A lot of podcasts that you like on NPR, if you, I I don't know which one specifically, but apparently they are going to end in the next month or two because of their job cuts. Oh, and one other thing. Apparently Amazon, I saw Amazon stock going up today, which is funny because I just got delivered to me today a radio, speaking of radio, And I wanted to use it because I work for a couple of AM radio stations and I wanted to use this device to listen to the AM radio stations. But then I discovered something interesting about this radio and that is it it gets the radio stations and it's digital. But okay, so name a radio station that you, you know. Okay, so for years I worked at Hay which is 100.7. Well, instead of it saying 100.7, you would look at it and go, oh yeah, it's on 100.3. And it would be just slightly off, yet you're still listening to 100.7. So the number scheme is all off. Speaking of scales, speaking of units of measurement being all out of whack, that is crazy. Thank you, Amazon. I hope you enjoy my money that I paid for that. But I did get it for pretty cheap, so you get what you pay for. And with more on that and other things, no, she's not going to talk about that. She's going to talk about how to reach me, which you can do. 510-228-4640 and with other ways. It's A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.